You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, a local agency is trying a new approach to retaining their employees. They're supporting them at work and at home. I'm happy. My kids are thriving. Plus, a local ballerina is retiring. But not before breaking some ballerina stereotypes. People are starting to realize that ballerinas are not, you know, these little dainty things that flit around and look pretty. All that from your local news podcast, Earshot. Support for Earshot from WXXI News is provided by Rock Vox Recording and Production, presenting Legacy Cast. Audio and video recordings of loved ones telling their stories for posterity. Produced in a full-service studio located in Bushnell's Basin. More at rocvox.com. We've talked about group homes on the show before, a couple times. These are facilities that provide round-the-clock care for people with disabilities who need that in their day-to-day lives. And a few weeks ago, we talked about how the worker shortage was affecting these group homes. Well, a local agency is trying a new approach to retain the staff they have, and they're finding some success with the program. My colleague April Franklin looked into this and learned more about their holistic approach that aims to help employees even when they're not at work. She has this story. Destiny Rokate loves her job at Heritage Christian Services, where she supports people with disabilities. Mostly, I love working with the individuals. I don't know. I guess it's just it's just my calling, the environment. I enjoy it. She has worked for the agency for two years, serving people in their day programs and in the residential homes during the early days of the pandemic. It was there she witnessed how people are affected when support is inconsistent. It was it was hard. It was hard for me, and I don't have a disability, so it was hard. A lot of them were very anxious. Roque was struggling with some personal problems at home, and she was concerned that the issue would affect her job. I was humiliated and embarrassed, terrified that I didn't want to lose the job because I needed the income to support my children. She was directed to contact a success coach. They serve as in-house social workers for businesses and help employees navigate problems that may bleed into their work. It's a service the agency offers through its Employer Resource Network. The Employer Resource Network is a model of um, increasing retention at an organization by providing support to its employees. That's Marianne Durant, director of ERN Rochester. We know that our employees come to work with all sorts of things going on in their life, uh, and it's often difficult to uh, find a balance and juggle all of those things successfully. This supportive model has found success in other states. The ERN started in Michigan in 2008 and now has over 200 businesses a part of the network. Durant says that the agency brought the initiative to Rochester after discovering employees were leaving, not because they didn't like the work, but because they were dealing with pressing issues outside the job. They were missing a lot of work or they were coming in late. And kind of when you dig into that, a lot of times there's reasons behind that. Things like their daycare lady didn't show up on time. Coaches assist people with issues from food insecurity, child care, or even budgeting. They also provide assistance with emergencies like in Roque's case. Her coach helped her transition away from a domestic violence situation. Chanel helped me with housing. Heritage paid for me to stay in a hotel for five days, me and my kids. Chanel is Chanel Terrell, one of four coaches in the Rochester Network. 
I've been through a lot of things in my life, so a lot of this stuff just doesn't sound unfamiliar to me. And that's why we are the success coaches. Even though Terrell has helped a lot of people, it's not a perfect system. Transportation continues to be a barrier for employees and a difficult one for the success coaches to alleviate. Terrell says she does her best, but she can't fulfill every request. There are times when you just can't help, and it's not that you don't want to. And we walk away very sad that we can't help everybody. Um, but that is the, rea the reality you can't. But for those they do support, it pays off. Keeping caregivers in their jobs can be less expensive than the cost of recruiting and training new people. Durant says the ERN is good for both the employer and employee. When we looked at all of the employees who utilized and engaged our, of our success code, 92% of them were still employed, and that is amazing. As for Roque, she recommends success coaches to her coworkers. Every company should have it because every employee comes from a different background. She says she and her two children are currently thriving. It helped me grow as a person, not only in the, as a, it helped me grow as a mother, as an individual, and as an employee. April Franklin is a reporter and host of Weekend Edition for WXXI. Hi, this is Megan Mack from WXXI. And if you're enjoying Earshot, subscribe to our other podcast, Connections with Evan Dawson. Catch up on discussions about current events, arts, politics, and interesting people. Subscribe to Connections with Evan Dawson wherever you find your podcasts. And finally, a ballerina with the Rochester City Ballet is retiring and leaving behind a legacy of performances that includes princesses and fairy godmothers, spirits, and sleeping beauty. In her final performance, she's going out as a superhero. My colleague Mona Segatola-Slami has more. There's a young prince who sets out to rescue a princess from an evil wizard. He doesn't stand a chance in this fight without some help from a magical superhero, the Firebird. Then, like, she's so powerful that there's a prince in the forest that's trying to hunt her, to capture her, and she overpowers even him and earns his trust. So he ends up just kind of bowing to her, which is good. When he gets in trouble, she can come save the day. That's dancer Jessica Treader, who's portraying the Firebird in Rochester City Ballet's new production of this fantastic tale, danced to music by Igor Stravinsky. She revels in dancing this magical, heroic character. She's just such a strong role. She has such a strong presence and personality. And it's really nice because some classical ballets, you just play a pretty princess. And there's a lot of really difficult dancing. But as far as your acting skills go, it's not one-dimensional, but not as exciting. You want to play like a strong female. So this is really cool. Another of her favorites is the ballet Giselle, where she recalls playing essentially a zombie bride. There's this moment where you all hop across the stage and it's kind of heavy and thumpy and slow, but difficult. And just looking across at everyone's face, feeling this like powerful energy. Oh, it was just the coolest thing. I was like, oh, this is why I dance. Like, I love this. That love started at an early age with the production of Don Quixote on public television. My 
grandmother recorded Don Quixote on WXXI. Like, they were airing the show American Ballet Theater. And she mailed it to my mom because it was the 80s on, like, beta, I think. And I caught my mom watching it. And I was just like, I'm going to do that. And then proceeded to spend the next year doing the ballet in a tutu every afternoon. It's been a few decades since that initial inspiration, and that time for Treader has included dancing professionally with Houston Ballet and for the past 14 years as part of Rochester City Ballet. She continues to be drawn to the ways she can express herself creatively and connect with people through dance, like being the sugar plum fairy and the nutcracker in Rochester City Ballet's performances with the RPO. Everyone's so quiet. It's like the end of the ballet. Everyone's been waiting for this pas de deux, and you step on stage and the music starts and it's like just delicate and slow and it builds and builds and builds and by the end it's just like, oh, you feel it in your chest. It's a difficult feeling to walk away from, she says, though that is what Treader is doing after her performances this month. She hesitates to really call it retiring. Well, it's hard to say I'm just going to stop dancing completely. So I like to think I'm just stepping away from the company and that kind of rigidity and pressure of, you know, consistent work weeks and not being able to really choose what you get to do sometimes. But at the same time, like, my body's tired. Like, I'm ready for a change. Even after these performances, Treader will continue to inspire other dancers. She teaches both kids and adults. People are starting to realize that ballerinas are not, you know, these little dainty things that flit around and look pretty, even though we have to make it look that way. But I just teach so many girls and even some boys that are just, you can tell they're just drawn to moving and listening to music. And then that emotional aspect of ballet where you just get to, I don't know, let out everything that you're feeling or be someone else entirely. Just, um, I see so many kids really drawn to that aspect. Mona Segatolislami is an announcer and producer for WXXI Classical. And that's it for Earshot. Subscribe to this podcast to get new episodes in your feed every Friday. Find even more local news on our website, wxxinews.org. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Pottington Bear and some of our friends in the classical world, Leon Minkus, Igor Stravinsky, Tchaikovsky, and Adolfa Dom. I'm Veronica Volk. Thanks for listening. This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.